Hey there, ladies. What do you think of when you hear the word routine? Does it bring you so much joy and peace? Or do you feel like you're concerned that it might be stifling? Well, regardless of how you feel about it right this minute, you are going to love this conversation. And I think it's going to bring so much clarity and freedom. beautiful. Welcome to the Rejoicing in Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Vossler, and I'm thrilled to spend some time chatting with you and bringing inspiration, encouragement, and joy to your day. I'm a mom of eight kids, and I believe that motherhood is the greatest calling in the world. It is holy kingdom work, and God has not only called us, but also equipped us for this valiant mission raising and training the next generation of mighty men and women of God. Every week, I will encourage, inspire, and equip you to really rejoice in the glorious God-given calling of motherhood. At the end of each episode, I'll answer your questions and share tips and lifesavers that I've learned and keep learning as I raise my tribe. So come on, let's get started. Hey, my friend, welcome back to the Rejoicing in Motherhood podcast. I am Kirsten Vossler, and I am so, so glad you are here today. This is going to be such an awesome, fire-packed episode. You are going to walk away from this so encouraged, so inspired, and just ready to dig into what God has for you and for your family. I am introducing a new summer friend today. Her name is Shelly Tyson, and you can find her on Instagram at cultivate underscore legacy. You guys, this woman brought so much life to this show. I cannot wait for you to hear our conversation. I want to just put in one little word. You're going to hear her talk about her awesome course called Abide to Thrive. And we recorded this a few weeks ago. And so Abide to Thrive is actually not open right now. It's already been filled and closed for this time. But if that is something that sounds interesting to you, I want to encourage you to connect with her or to go to her website, sign up for her email list so that you can get information about when the next time is that her course is open. And that is going to bless you so much. Her personal one-on-one coaching is currently open through the end of 2022. And if you're listening to this after 2022, please just connect with Shelly at Cultivate Legacy or CultivateLegacy.org and you guys will be so blessed and so inspired by her. Shelly and I met literally on Instagram. <laughs> it was It is such a divinely inspired friendship. I can't even remember exactly how I came across her, but we have some mutual friends and I saw some of the things that she was putting out on Instagram and some of the ways that she's talking about cultivating a, a legacy in her family and in her own home with her kids, with her husband, and just making their family a thriving place. And I was just like, I need to have this woman be my friend, and I need to have her on 
the Rejoicing in Motherhood podcast because she has so much richness to share with all of us. So you're going to get to hear that conversation. As you're listening, I know that you're going to think of some of your friends that you want to hear this conversation too. And so as you're listening, please take a screenshot, send a text, send the link to the podcast, wherever you're listening to a friend or two, and let them know about this show. So without any further ado, here's my conversation with Shelly Tyson. Shelly, I'm so delighted to have you today. Thank you for being here. Pearson, it is my privilege. I feel like we're long lost sisters that have just gotten to know each other, but we've known each other for a long time. And I am super, super thrilled to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Of course, of course. Well, it's been so fun connecting with you on Instagram and just in seeing the content that you have, I just knew, oh, you're going to be one of my summer friends. We need to talk about all of these beautiful things that you have to share. So before we get started into that, though, I would love to hear about your family. Will you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your family and what you'd like to do? Yeah, I would love to. Who, What mom out there doesn't like to talk about her family? And God has blessed me with an incredible husband, Brian. We have been married for almost 14 years now. I cannot even believe I'm saying that. Um, we met when we were in middle school, um, but God didn't take us on a journey of falling in love until we were a little bit older. Um, And God blessed us with four children very close together. Shortly into our marriage, we have three girls and one little boy. They range from age almost 12 down to almost six. So they're two years apart, give or take. Um, So Uh they're And right now, 11, 9, 7, and 5. And uh, it has been a whirlwind. Motherhood has been one of the most rewarding, hardest things that I've ever done. Uh, And God has used it to really open my eyes to the gift sets that He has gifted me with, the areas where I can grow and continue to press into Him, and really now given me the opportunity to be able to pour into other women who are doing similar things as well. So that's a little bit about us. You can hear in my voice that we are in the South. We live right outside Atlanta um, and do not ever plan for moving here. We love it here and are just enjoying the season that God has us in currently, not infant season anymore. Um, Praise God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But God has really blessed us and we are very, very thankful. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes. The South is a wonderful place to live. I've never actually lived there, but I've visited there many, many times and had family that lived there. And yeah, I love it. <laughs> it's a wonderful place right now, if you're listening in real time, it's it's in July and it is super hot and super muggy here. Um, but we do enjoy having four four very distinct seasons for sure. Yes. Oh, that's so great. We have kids almost the same ages. Like we've got <laughs> very similar ages as you, and it is a really fun you stage. Have double what I have. Double. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah, we have a, um, so my my oldest is almost 13. She's 12. And then, so right now we have 12, 11, 10, 8, 6, 4, 
um, three and one and a half. <laughs> I'm so glad that but, you have to take a minute in between. Yes. One. You know, when people ask you what are their birthdays. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, I know. Going to like some appointment or something, they're like, the birth date, please. I'm like, oh, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I get good at rattling them off and then somebody has a birthday and I'm like, oh, got to try that again. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's those t- those months when it's the in-between. It's not the perfect every two years or, you know, mm-hmm. back to back that are hard. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I know. And it sounds like with mine, because I've got like, you know, 12, 11, 10, but they're not a year apart. They're all like almost 18, you know, 18 months-ish apart. So... Yeah. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's it fun. a lot closer than it is. Yes. Yes. Right, right, right. So I feel like I have to like adjust, you know, but, oh, well, and that one's almost, you know, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, well, you have so many wonderful things to share. I love the heart that you have. And I just love the, the way that you share and the things about creating life-giving routines in your life and in your family And this is something that I have to be honest, I feel like this is not my strong point. (laughs) Even though I do, I know that routines are so good. They're so helpful. But I have a hard time, I think because I'm kind of, I'm a very spontaneous personality. It sometimes makes me feel like, oh, but if I get, you know, too structured, it's not going to be fun. You know, and that's just like being completely honest, even though I know in my mind, well, no, no, routine helps you and strategy helps you because then you can be spontaneous and you still have like life still continues. (laughs) But I just so I would just love for you to just share what you've learned, what what works and how I don't know, kind of even how have you come to being this voice in, in this, you know, in this motherhood, uh, you know, strategy and structure and routine, like how have, how have you learned to do this? Is this something that just is like super simple for you? It comes totally naturally and you're just working out of your complete gifting, which is absolutely awesome. Or is, or have you had to learn it? Like what, how are you here? <laughs> yeah, it's such a great question. It, it The simple answer is it's a little bit of both, but I would love to backtrack a little bit and tell a little bit of my story, which is that I grew up as a very type A driven personality. Part of that was nature. Part of it was nurture for sure. Part of it was wiring and how God wired me. And part of it was growing up with a mother who was incredible at systems and routine and order. And so I learned and gleaned a lot from her, which I'm very, very grateful for. Um, As I went through college and then graduated and then married and became a mother, I realized that a lot of that uh, became much more difficult when you have children because they are not necessarily certain, right, certainly right away wired towards order, right? And routine. And so it was one of those things where I realized not only was I responsible for myself, but I was responsible for others. And they were not necessarily on the same page that I was, and it did not come naturally to them. And yet there was something inside of me that knew that God is a God of order. We know that from scripture and that he is a God of rhythm. We see that in creation and in his character and that as his followers and as his disciples, we are called to mimic and to reflect his character. And that includes in our motherhood and as we are raising our children to 
to be ambassadors of his character towards them. And so I began kind of walking through this journey of struggling myself to create routines and order, and then also in my home to create routines and order. And honestly, the first, I would say, six years of motherhood was a downward spiral for me. It was a constant wrestling of, first of all, how God had wired me, what I wanted my home and the rhythms of my home to look like, and then also how to even go about that when I was exhausted and Mm -hmm. overwhelmed. And I also wanted fun in my motherhood and in my home. And while that's not my natural tendency as more of a type A personality, I certainly wanted that for my children. And I had no idea how to get there or if it was even possible. And so about six years into my motherhood journey, uh, God really brought me to a place of complete open-handed surrender to him of my motherhood and my home did not look anything like what I knew really reflected him. It was kind of like, um, to, to use the phrase that some people, it was kind of a hot mess Uh, Mm -hmm. on the outside. It looked good. Like we were keeping things together, but on the inside, there was a lack of peace, a lack of order, a lack of routine, um, a lack of calmness, uh, in my parenting and my approach to building our home. And I knew that that was not what God had, but I had no idea how to change things. And so I came to the end of myself and really just said, Lord, you are going to have to come in and help me learn how to really flourish in you first as we read in John 10, 10. And then how does that work itself out practically? And that was the beginning in 2017, the fall of 2017, of me really laying down my own desires for what my household was going to look like, my own desires for um, how to be my, I'm using air quotes, you, you guys can't see me, but how to be my true self and how I was wired as a mom, and then how to have that reflect God's character to my children and to the people who were watching us. And it first looked, the first thing, the first habit, the first rhythm routine that I committed to was being in God's word every day. Mm. And to some people that may sound like a very simple step to a sleep deprived, overwhelmed mama that can feel like Mount Everest. Yes, (laughs) I understand. (laughs) uh, It was a simple prayer every single day. God, give me a desire to be in your word that is stronger than the the lack of discipline that I have, because I had a lack of discipline and I had a lack of desire. And Mm -hmm. I wanted God to replace that with such a thirst for him that I was willing to get up even in a sleep deprived state and be in his word every day. And that's where the habit started. And from there, God really began to redirect every area of my life. And I begin to see John 15, abide in me as I abide in you. And then the fruit comes. I begin to see that ripple effect and overflow in every area of my life to the extent that I begin to say, how can I teach this to others? How can I come alongside other women, do this with them, and then begin to see that overflow and flourish in their parenthood, in their homes, and in their relationships? And really God's kingdom expand from there, right? And um, so now we're, what, six years past that point, seven years almost, and it has been a whirlwind of God continuing to remind me 
that the first place to flourishing is not in how we're wired. It's not in a checklist. It's not in doing things the way Sally Sue down the street is doing it. It is in abiding in him first and then allowing him to create the flourishing from there. Oh, that is so good. (laughs) That is so good. Because, yeah, if we don't have those priorities right, then we're just going to be fighting ourselves and fighting everybody to try to push push ourselves into some kind of a box, right? That we're... That might need to change. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And going oh, back to yeah. what you said earlier about your personality and being more of a spontaneous personality, this is where the freedom comes. Because when you know what is most important to you, starting obviously with a flourishing relationship in your creator, mm-hmm. then you have the freedom to be able to create rhythms that allow you to flourish in how he wired you. So I always explain it this way. Um, For some moms, flourishing looks like having flexibility in their schedule to be able to sit down and play with their kids or take their kids to the park and have a complete and utter blast, even though the kitchen is full of dishes. And that is okay. It's completely (laughs) okay. Another mom may need to do the dishes first. That may need to be her rhythm of doing it first and then take the kids to the park because She's more present that way. Mm -hmm. Flexibility within that to be able to experience a flourishing within the wiring that God has given you and still have order and rhythm, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So will you walk us through a little bit? You did a reel not long ago, kind of about like, I don't know, it was three or four kind of practical steps of like how to create a rhythm that works in your family. Can you kind of talk us through how that would be? Yeah. So I think a lot of times we hear things like routines or habits, and it can feel very abstract and also very personal. And that's the beauty of it is that it can be very personal. But I think the first thing that you have to do is you have to really answer what are the top three to five priorities that If nothing else happens in your life, these are the things, the hills that you're going to die on, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, It may be family. It may be faith. It may be community. It may be your work. Whatever those big categories are, those are the most important things. So you have to answer that first. And then the second step from there is for you to literally take those things and calendar those things into your daily life. Um, So... For example, for family, what that looks like is that you are going to say, okay, this week, these are the blocks of time that I am dedicating to my family. Um, I think a lot of times, even as moms, especially if you're a stay-at-home mom, you think that if you're at home all day long, you are prioritizing your family. And in, in, in some sense, you are, but not in a connection, a deep connection and building relationship sense. Um, Mm, And so by prioritizing, these are the blocks of time that I am separating out to make connections with the people that God has put in my life. Then you are aligning your energy and time with that priority. That's what makes it a priority is when you have intentional time and energy going towards that thing. And then the third step from there is to be able to say, what are the other things that God has put in my life that need to happen? These are tasks in your home, maybe even in your work 
that need to happen, but do not need to happen by me. And that's oh, okay. where delegating, delegating, maybe delaying, or even deleting things from your task list happens so that you can still have margin for those things that are most important. And wow. those are the steps that we walk through to really establish a rhythm for you and a routine for you that feels personalized, that feels aligned with what God has told you is the most important thing for you and still has flexibility for you to move within the bounds of that routine without feeling like the structure is going to suffocate you, which is what I heard you kind of saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's always my fear. You know, like yes. when I do have structure, it feels very great, but it's yes. always the fear in like setting it up. Like, oh no, is this going to be you know, is this going to make me feel stuck? <laughs> of course. Yes. Yeah. And I think this is how the structure really gives you more freedom to put more time and energy into those things that are most important to you. If yeah. flexibility yeah. of going to the park is important, amazing. Let's make sure in your calendar, you have the margin to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, and so that's what it, that's what it begins to look like. I uh, read a study, an inter- interesting scientific study that was really studying children and the fact that structure is how children flourish and how, honestly, I think how God designed all of us humans to flourish. Mm -hmm. And they took a group of children and put them into the middle of a playground with no fence. And the children just flocked to the middle and they would not, they would not even play on the playground. They just kind of huddled in the middle close to the playground. And as soon as they put up a fence, then the children dispersed and explored and played because they felt safe. And that is what order does for us. Order gives us flexibility and safety and security to be able to flourish as God designed us to be. Oh, that is so good. I have heard about that study. That's so fascinating. It is. So fascinating. Like we we actually intrinsically crave a little bit of boundary, a little bit of, you know, that, that security of like, oh no, here's the line. You can go all the way to it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Oh, that's so good. And we forget that as we, as we are older, that we also need that for us. Mm. And the reason that we crave that is because we have been wired by an ordered God. We have been wired by a God who has perfect harmony within himself, right? We see that in the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, perfect harmony between the three. And so that is why there's something about us that feels so aligned when we're operating in that ordered, harmonious way, because it's literally how we were designed to operate. Yeah, I love the focus too that you have on having that inner peace, having you know, that alignment with the Lord. I just, I feel like that is like really the missing piece (laughs) from all the different ways that we can set up something because if we don't start from there, you know, that, that just creates such a great foundation. And that's really, I think the end goal as well, right. Is just that peace and harmony. And like you said, like it can be personalized. It can be, it can look different for every single family, but if we have that harmony and peace as our goal and we have some some building blocks to help us get there, that's so good. That's so valuable. Yes. <laughs> I think it's also what we crave as mothers, particularly mm. we crave being able to be representatives of, I think, of the fruit of the spirit in Galatians 5, 
um, where it's love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, self-control, those faithfulness, those are characteristics that we long for our children to exhibit. And we long to be able to exhibit to our children. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to get into motherhood very far before you realize that that is kind of not, none of those come naturally, right? It's <laughs> true. And <laughs> especially on the hard days. And so as we're abiding and rooting ourselves and how we were designed to, to be able to flourish, then those traits come from how we are rooted. If you go to my Instagram right now, you'll see a quote that says the fruit shows the root. And so if we want fruit in our lives, then the root has to be rooted in the very thing that shows those characteristics perfectly. And that is in our creator. Um, And that gives us so much freedom that it's not all all on us. I think that's where I think in my own motherhood journey, that was really the breaking point was thinking that it all depended on me and realizing that I was horrible at trying to produce all of these fruits for my children and that I needed help outside myself. Right. Yes. I can relate. (laughs) Absolutely. I also just want to go back to one thing you said in, in kind of setting up um, a good routine and, and just that is the, the purposeful intentional part of like connecting with your people. I just think that's such um, an important key because like, as you know, I'm a stay at home mom, homeschool mom. I know you are too. And I think it is easy to just go like, well, I am with my kids all day, but I love the emphasis that you have on and the way that you've shown how you do it with your own kids. And you have like this purposeful connection time. Can you talk a little bit about the purposeful connection time that you've decided how you do, how you do it in your family. Yeah. So this is an area that the Lord has really been teaching me a lot about over the last couple of years. I became an entrepreneur in 2017, shortly after I really committed to being God's word, which is not a mistake at all, but it was just another way for God to really say, is this really a priority? Because when I became an entrepreneur, I was also working from home Mm. and homeschooling. And um, my time looked very different. There were a lot of pulls on my time and I am a very task oriented. I love to like do, do, do. I'm a doer. I'm a Martha, right? From scripture. And um, over the last couple of years, God has really revealed to me Um, how important it is for me to not be multitasking when I am trying to connect with my children. And Mm. and what I mean by that is um, making eye contact, something as simple as that. When I'm, when I'm literally looking at my children and then active listening, that requires me to only be doing that. And that's what creates such deep connection with them. You can, we could talk for a while about just eye contact and how yeah. powerful that is. Um, and so I realized that I was not doing that intentionally. I was hoping that it would happen by osmosis and spoiler alert, the to-do list is always there. Right. <laughs> right. To be done. Um, and so I started saying, okay, every single day during the week, not on weekends, but during the week, I have a block of time that's called my connection time with my children. It's usually 4.30 to 5 or 4 to 5, depending on what my schedule is. And that is when I do not, I close down my work. I do not do dishes. 
I do not do anything. That is our time together. And I, with each one of my children, maybe for five minutes, I will try to just have a one-to-one conversation with them where I'm looking in their eyes and I'm just asking them questions and just letting them talk. Um, And that's it. That's it's that simple. And of course I have only four, you have eight. So this is going to look different for you. Um, But just that intention for me has been so important and to see their little love cups fill up Mm -hmm. by doing just five minutes has been so monumental for my connection with them, especially as they're getting older. So that's, that's what it looks like for us, but it could, it could look different for you. Oh, that's so precious. And I know, I think um, you had shown something too, where you kind of, you've learned their love languages. And so you try to really pour into them, you know, with their love language that they can really receive the most from you. Yeah, That's so good. Some of mine are more talkers, others are not. Um, So I've also learned um, that some of them actually need to be doing something when we're connecting because they're more kinesthetic and they need to be moving. Um, And so that's been really fun to discover along the way of, uh, you know, I don't necessarily have to be doing something, but I maybe need to do something along with them that they enjoy doing. Like one of my daughters loves music and dancing. So we may not talk very much, but for her to be able to turn on music and for us to dance together is huge for her mm-hmm. because that's her currency. Um, my son doesn't really like to talk a lot um, with me. And so when we're together, a lot of times we'll just color um, or, you know, we'll talk about the day and it's very short, but it's just establishing those intentional times so that when I am working, they understand that my attention is going to be on them at a different time. And there isn't that tension between us, um, Mm -hmm. that mom is distracted and I need to do something to try to get her attention because I know she's going to fill up my love cup later. If that, Oh, that's so good. That's so good. (laughs) Oh man. I feel, I'm just, I'm just, I'm inspired by that. I love that. You know, I think, and especially like, like you saying, you know, it's not necessarily something that is natural to you, but you've made that a priority. And I just, you know, I think it's so good that in, in our life, like we can learn, you know, it's like, we're not stuck in just like, well, this is kind of how I grew up, or this is how I am, or that, you know, quote unquote am, (laughs) or this is how, you know, I just, I, nothing's going to change. It's like, no, we can change. We can adjust. We can learn. We can, God can impact our hearts and show us, you know, something new or something that's going to benefit us and our family. And I think that's so good. I think for all the moms listening to this, I think there may be some things that you can ask the Lord even like, Lord, how do I, how do I, how do I best have this peace and harmony what works for me? Like how, how, you know, show me God, because I think sometimes as moms too, we get so just into the everyday that we might not even recognize, oh, this actually would be better. I could just change this one thing. Like you said, you know, is it better for, it could be better for one person to go to the park and leave the dishes. And it could be so much better for someone else to do the dishes first and then go to the park. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Recognize that can give you so much freedom 
um, in the identity that you have as a daughter of the king. Because I think sometimes, at least in my own life, I have struggled. Um, often there was a time when I tried to just kind of let things go, again, using air quotes, mm-hmm. um, it, because that that's how you know some of my friends operated and they seemed to be super happy and joyful in their motherhood. And it actually had the opposite effect for me. It, it caused a lot of stress and tension. Um, and so being able to recognize, okay, this is how God has wired me. This is when I'm operating out of my giftings and how he's wired me. This is how things work best. And also these are some areas that I know that I can improve in. These are some skill sets, just like you said, um, because ultimately we are all being changed, right? Uh, Into being more and more like our heavenly father. So we are supposed to change. We aren't trees, like you said. Um, And that's the beautiful part about this is that God can continue to change you. And really it's refinement. I I look at it as being refinement. You having to become a different person. You're being refined to be more and more as he designed for you to be. Yes. Oh, that's so good. That's exciting. Yes. Yes, it is. Because that, and that just feels very freeing and very like, well, I want to be all that God has made me to be. <laughs> yes. You know, and, and to know that, yes, it may feel uncomfortable. Refinement is not a beautiful process. If you've, if you've looked at how refinement works, but it is so worth it. The end result is so worth it that you actually are willing to go through the refinement. Mm. And that's the beautiful part about being a believer and being, um, being able to be refined to be more like our heavenly father is that what's on the other side is literally you operating in your best as your best self to use, if I can use the phrase that way. Yeah. Um, and so the, the process is worth it. Oh, that is so inspiring. <laughs> what a good, what a good place to land. Yes. <laughs> so good. Yes. Oh man. Well, before we end, is there anything we didn't get to that you would like to talk about? Well, I think one thing that is definitely top of mind right now for me is that I am a lot. I am launching um, a new course in August, which is actually using the word refinement it is a relaunch of a course that I launched earlier this year. It's called Abide to Thrive. And it is really designed to really help not only establish these mindsets um, at the very beginning of flourishing in our relationship with our creator, but also to work out this practically of what does this look like for you, for your family? What is sustainable? What is something that you can implement then be able to change as the years go by, as the seasons change mm-hmm. and still have flourishing fruit in your life and your family. So if that's something that's interesting to you and your listeners, we can, I guess, put that in the show notes, some more information yeah. on that. Um, but then I would also love to just connect with any of your listeners. If you want to connect with me on Instagram, you can, where it cultivates legacy, um, over on Instagram, lots of stuff there. I live there a lot of the time. Um, and we just love to get to know you and to hear your story and find out what flourishing looks like for you. Yes. That's so good. Yes. Tell us a little bit more about your, your ministry business, um, cultivate legacy. Tell us a little bit about that and what that is. Yeah. So Cultivate Legacy was was literally built out of kind of that 10-year journey for me. And if there was a way for me to really just 
look a little bit behind and say, where are the women that are behind me that I can just grab their hands and we can do this together? Um, so it is literally just an, an Instagram account where there's a lot of value they offer there. Of course, the course coming out in August. Um, and then we also have a private Facebook group and one-to-one um, coaching where I really do deep dive, really life coaching, honestly, um, on how to implement these strategies, where you are, how God has gifted you, how you're wired, and then how you can set up some rhythms in your home that can provide this harmony and this peace as you are becoming more and more like your creator. Oh, that is so good. I love it that it's coming from a godly woman (laughs) with a family. You know, I just, I love it. I love it. So, so good. Okay. I have a few fun questions for you and you are free to answer these however you like. They can be deep or frivolous or whatever level, (laughs) anything is fine. So first off, Um, do you have a product or a resource that you use and love that you want other moms to know about? Ooh, okay. So whenever someone asks me this, the first thing that always comes to mind is grocery delivery. That literally is something that I could talk about until I don't know when, um, that has been one of the biggest game changers for me, uh, is grocery delivery. Uh, so if you live in an area where that has not come to you yet, we're going to pray really hard that that happens for you <laughs> soon um, because it's a game changer. It is a total game changer. Uh, the second thing that I'm super passionate about is helping moms be able to gain communication and leadership skills. And what I mean by that is really encouraging them to think of themselves as CEOs of their homes and to have the ability and the willingness to invest in skills that a CEO would invest in, in order to really become the leader in their home that I believe that God has designed them to be. Um, And so that's something that I talk a lot about. It's something that I also do is coach um, sales, leadership, communication skills, because I believe that if you can communicate clearly in your home, you can really help guide and change your children's legacies for generations to come. Oh, yes. That is so wise. I actually was listening to someone the other day and they said, moms are the perfect like salesmen because you have to sell your kids on literally every single thing. Everything. (laughs) Everything. So we could all use some more of those skills, I think. (laughs) Yes. You are going to eat your broccoli. You have to sell them on the broccoli. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I love it. That's so good. Okay. The second question is, how do you personally get rejuvenated in the midst of mothering? Yes. When everything hits the fan, right? Like how do I refuel? Well, I mentioned it first of all, being in the word, I run to God's word. Um, and that can look like if I'm in the moment and I can't sit down, which is a lot of the time, um, that can look like I have particular playlists of music that I will turn on. Um, and my children know when I turn those on that, mommy needs a minute. I've communicated that to them. Uh, the second thing that I do to refuel is, um, getting up early in the morning. And I know that that sounds so counterintuitive. Um, I'm not a natural morning person, but I have really found that I crave that time in the morning to really help get in position for the day when at all possible. And so those are two ways 
I run to music um, and I run to that morning routine uh, every day to keep my cup in the right position upright. So good. So good. And finally, last question, what is bringing you joy in motherhood right now? Oh, y'all, I'm in such a beautiful season of motherhood. I thought that the infant season was going to last forever. And I will admit it was not my favorite season. (laughs) It does feel like it. (laughs) Yes. Uh, We had four in six years and it was just very intense, as you know, Kirsten, because we walked on the road. Um, I think what I'm loving about this current season is watching my children really begin to uh, blossom into independent human beings. And the reason that I say that is because there was a lot of intention when our children were little of setting ourselves up to work ourselves out of a job as parents. And it felt like exhausting work when they were little and now watching them really be able to step up and take responsibility in a lot of ways, even our five-year-old, it brings me so much hope that what I'm planting in this current season is also going to produce fruit as they get older. And so I think that's what brings me the most joy is that it's worth it. That all the seeds that we're planting now that we have been planting that we will plant um, will one day produce fruit. Amen. I am right there with you, sister. (laughs) It is beautiful. I'm seeing that. Yes, I'm seeing that with my older kids too. And it is so amazing. So mamas that have all babies, all little ones, hang in there. You're going to get here. Keep sewing. (laughs) Keep at it. It is worth it. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you, Shelly, for having this conversation with me today. It's been so inspiring and encouraging and delightful. And you are just such a shining light for Jesus. I love, I love talking with you. It's been very fun. Thank you, Kirsten. I feel the same. I have loved your podcast. So inspired, especially by all your homeschool tips. So incredible. And yes, thank you for inviting me. This has really been a joy. Oh, thank you. Well, will you tell everyone one more time where they can find you? And we will have all of these things linked in the show notes too. So everybody who's listening, you can very easily connect with Shelly too. Yes. The easiest way to connect with me is on Instagram at cultivate underscore legacy. I'm over there a lot of the time. Uh, We also have a website that is currently being rebuilt, but you can still visit that at cultivatelegacy.org. So those two places are the easiest place to connect with me. Wonderful. Yes, I can definitely vouch for her Instagram page. It is full of wonderful content. You will leave every single day being so encouraged and having great tools to use in your own family. So, well, thank you, my friend. It's been a wonderful chat. Thank you, Kirsten. Wasn't that wonderful? Do you guys just love Shelly? I absolutely do. And I'm so glad I got to share her with you. Don't forget to share this episode or any of your other favorite episodes with a friend. Pick a friend or two this week and send them this episode so that they also can be encouraged and inspired and equipped to cultivate legacy in their own family, in their own life. Believe it or not, we are close to the end of this Summer of Friends series, 
And so with that being said, I am ready for you guys to send me some more of your motherhood questions. And if you have any that are specifically related to birth, to postpartum, to preparing for birth, anything around that topic, I am going to be sharing with you some of the things that I'm doing to prepare for birth after we finish this series. So we have one more week of Summer of Friends, and then we're going to move on into some other things. So if you have any questions specifically related to birth or anything surrounding that, send those to me this week if you can. That would be ideal. And you can do that by going to kirstenvossler.com forward slash ask me. I would just love to get your questions because I really enjoy answering them on the show. May the Lord bless you, my friend. May he bless you with a deep understanding of his love for you. May he bless you with the structure, with the peace and the joy that comes with ordering your life according to his word, with setting up your life in a way that will cultivate the legacy that he wants you to leave. I just bless you in Jesus name. And I will see you again next week. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of Rejoicing in Motherhood. You will find show notes and more encouragement on this topic at kirstenvossler.com. Have a wonderful week. And remember, everything in this life is holy kingdom work. You are doing it, friend. You make the very heart of God rejoice. Keep going. I love you lots, and I'll talk to you again very soon.